Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Adventures into Reality. I'm joined by my intrepid co-host, Kathy Ma. Hi, great to be here. What a wonderful day it's really turning out to be, especially on this uh, leap year day. Very exciting stuff. I wonder how many people are going to get proposed to. Oh yes, that's right. I totally forgot today was leap year. <laughs> leap day. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, what's not the first? <laughs> oh, <laughs> who can I propose to? <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many proposals come on that day. And, and, and it's like it's like this odd tradition that they have here in, the, in all over the world. Yes, very, very odd, especially, you know, modern day times now. I mean, 100 years ago, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit, you know, risque. <laughs> now it's like, oh. Wow, I have to ask? <laughs> exactly. So before we get started here, everyone, we want to remind everyone, Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is a 100% listener-supported station. And they have met their first, have met their goal this month. But next month, they have the same goal. This is what keeps the radio station going. This is what keeps it corporate-free, which keeps it ad-free, which keeps it controlled by who? the people telling the truth and not the people that are agents of the system. So stop on by that site support button. And a reminder for people that if you're trying to call into the radio show, you must wait until after the previous show has ended. You are actually calling the previous show. So those six callers that are in a 30-second delay that are constantly calling, you are calling Shannona. <laughs> you are, the station doesn't switch over calls until after we begin speaking. So for those that do want to call in, 347-688-2902. Or for those that are out of the country, you can use Freedom Screen on Skype. All you have to do is send a friend's request to Freedom Screen, and then that'll put you through, and you'll be able to call through Skype. You will have to wait for the friend's request to be accepted by Freedom Screen. Otherwise, you'll have a little bit of difficulty calling, and it's the way the system is set up here. We do want people from all over the world to be able to call in here. In generally, three out of every ten calls comes from outside the United States. All right, everyone, we're going to open up the calls. So the first caller today is going to be 702. Your name and where you call calling from? Hi, my name is Amanda. I'm calling from Las Vegas. Amanda from Las Vegas, welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? Um, I was just curious. I um, I haven't been feeling very well lately. Um, I have to eat really light. If I eat anything heavy, it kind of makes me sick. And I'm just wondering if you had any insight. I just kind of let it go for a couple of weeks, but I'm wondering if it's something I should go get checked out or... It'll work itself out. All right. So when you say you, you eat really light, what is it that, that happens? Uh, let's say you were to have a normal meal that consisted of, let's say, a piece of chicken, some potatoes, and some vegetables. What would happen? Um, after a couple of bites, it makes me feel sick. Sick as in your stomach is turning, oxygen um, is being pushed up. Yeah, I get an upset stomach, and then I feel full, like I couldn't eat anymore. All right, just one second. Let me tune into the intestinal tract. Your body is super, super high acidic, super high acidic. 
So as soon as food goes into the stomach, it starts producing more acid. Now, this is similar to some acid reflux, reflux, but I don't think you're in an acid reflux scenario. I think what really is going on here, your body has become highly acidic from some form of spiritual stress that you've been going through. Has there been some kind of death in the family or a breakup? Um, no. Um, my grandmother passed away about a year ago now, but nothing, nothing major. Did you break up with a boyfriend, or does someone you're very close with break up with a boyfriend? No, I'm I'm still married. Is it going good? It's okay. It definitely could be better. All right. Well, there is definitely mourning energy, mourning the loss of something. There is definitely relationship stress, and then there's some form of spiritual stress that you're going through that is causing you to reject food and it's you're rejecting food by creating a high acidic stomach um when you drink water do you have like little bouts of burping that come or any kind of like drink tea or coffee that you have bouts of burping that come up yes yeah all right that right there is high acid high acid high acid high acid meaning you you are not um, you're, all the water you're drinking is not pH balanced. So that's the first thing is to start drinking pre- pH balanced water or strictly switch to distilled water. Okay. And then the next step is you have to clean the intestinal tract out so that it's no longer producing high acid for a few days or weeks. So colonics, colon cleansing. And then the next level is to determine what's going on in your spirit. And for that, I want to bring Kathy in to do her expression from a feminine perspective, and then I'll have some more layers that I add to that. Okay. Hi, Amanda. When I look at your energy for your body and your health, <clears throat> I would say that to me, it's like you always get a sense of fullness because you're not, <clears throat> how can I put it? It's like you're not expelling enough, not excreting enough. Um, whether it's we or poo, whatever. So I do totally agree with Andrew with the colonics. I think you need some cleansing out because it's you, you've got too much in your body. So when you take more in, it doesn't ha- really have anywhere to go. Um, okay. it, it's a bit like a, a sink, you know, <laughs> and a tap. Mm-hmm. Give it like that. And that um, would help simplify it in just visualizing it for yourself. Another thing you might want to try is the psyllium husks. You can get it in, um, in its pure form and just mix it in water, or you can get products of it, such as metamucil, I think they call it. But you'll you'll notice that the minute you put a bit more, and uh, not just roughage, but a bit more technical things like that that will help you, uh, let's call it, scrape away a bit, you will find that you actually do poo a lot more, and your sense of fullness isn't the same like you know it'll take a while so even if you did this for two weeks you're still not going to feel a huge difference but it will still be a little difference and that will inspire you enough to know that you're on the right track okay um and andrew also mentioned um relationships that was coming up for him and um i also see relationship issues um highlighted for you what I'd like you to do is have a look at your love relationship and think about whether or not both sides of you are taking each other for granted because I see some 
what is the word? Some, you know, oomph, you know, mm, you know, not anger, not displeasement, but it's a, it's a, like the Scrooge grump, you know, like they could make more effort, you know, <laughs> I'm doing all this. They could at least, you know, dress up for me or, you know, I'm cooking all this dinner and I'm even going to thank you. It's, it's the basic everyday things I would like you to take a look at and see what it is that you can do more and what it is your partner can do more. And, you know, really try and make an effort because right now I'd say it's like a bit of a grumpy, hmm, just, you know, no huge thing, but you leave it another year or so and it will start to build up more resentment. And when you get to that point, it's no easy feat to go back to love zero. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, think of it like Valentine's Day. If you can make at least one day every month like a Valentine's Day for yourself, I mean, no need to, to tell him or anything, but, you know, do special things. Because it's not easy to change your routine or find time for each other sometimes mm-hmm. with everyday life taking over. But if you can make that time, even, you know, <coughs> notes, etc., you will find that, because your own relationship is getting a bit more rewarding, a bit more enriching, you te- you will tend to view life a little bit differently. Because one of the things I'm seeing with your energy is that you've been a bit, um, what is the word? Not disillusioned, but, you, you know, everything's a bit foggy for you. Nothing is really shiny. And by changing a few things just in your life, a few basic things, you'll find that your attitude towards things is very different and you're much more embracing of things that are coming up for you and you will deal with scenarios much easier. Again, these don't sound like big things, but when you instigate them into your life over the next few months, you'll find that there is a big change that comes up for you, a big positive change, and you'll definitely get um, reap the rewards of it. I also, see, I also see that you have a specific question. Is it something like um, something to do with documents? Maybe you haven't thought you would ask us something so basic, but I don't know. Do you have a, a document or contract or something that's outstanding that you need to decide on? Uh, nothing comes to mind at the moment. All right. Well, if you can't think of it, uh, I'll give you a generic advice to take with it when you do discover it is okay. look at the fine print because the fine print is not what you think it is. It's mm-hmm. the way they've worded it is very tricky. Of course, they don't call it tricky, but we'll call it tricky for our sake. Um, so you need to get them to change the fine print of whatever legal document you might be signing. Otherwise, you'll get um, into a situation that you won't be very happy about. Okay. So I got a I, I got a question now. So what I what I've discovered in you as I went deeper and deeper into your intestinal tract and determined why your body is producing high acid, why your blood is very thin, uh, very thick, meaning it has high volumes of of blood cells but very low volumes of water. So you are not retaining water, even though you may feel like you're retaining water. And what I've gotten you is just disappointment energy over and over and over and over again, stemming back to like when you were 16 and 17. And this overwhelming disappointment energy, not getting your expectation, finding out someone else's limitations creates, creates you know, uneasy energies in you, which creates more disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Uh, is there something that I could do to... Do I need to do some release work then? Or? Yeah, I think you need to do what's called the rites of passage victory feathers. 
This is where you see your greatest victories this lifetime so that they can start outweighing this judgmental process in your parasympathetic, your subconscious. You don't even realize you're doing it at times that whenever somebody disappoints you, you get even more disappointment energy that takes away from your, your, your co-creative goal of being a person that's in the now, that's living the spirit, that's doing all of the wonderful things that she, she wants to do with great joy behind her. What are your greatest victories this lifetime? Um, I would say my, my son, I, you know, really, he brings me a lot of joy and Mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. What personal victories did you have before your son that said, this is the being that I want to be? You really Uh, have to go deep into yourself and really challenge yourself to say, what are lessons that I learned that I, I can call a victory? So that I can okay. begin to balance the pendulum that's inside me, the pendulum that shows disappointment, disadvantage, and not all the beauty and joy that you've had. There is a habit pattern that stops you from looking at your victories. And by looking at them, acknowledging them, and making them sacred in your own expression, you begin to get the pendulum to switch to the other side, where the victories help guide you into whole new goals that do not disappoint. Okay. I didn't realize I was was doing that, but definitely something to look at. Well, what is it that you do for a job? Um, I work at the um, at the university. Okay. What do you do? A teacher? Um, I'm an advisor. For, an advisor. For the mm-hmm. Sorry about that. My my phone is ringing. <laughs> okay. Kathy, you take over just a second. Yeah, and with your work. Do you find that you have a lot of stress around it or you find it fairly easy? It's, it's actually really easy for me now. I've worked there for a long time and um, I really enjoy what I do there. It's, it's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. What about the people that you interact with? Yeah, um, my, the coworkers are great. Um, the students, for the most part, they're happy to see me. So it's a pretty positive uh, relationship. <laughs> Oh, I love the way you put that. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I look at your energy around work, and I like it. It's really positive. I would say, you know, you could go further if you wanted to. Um, that, that's why I'm asking you how you get along with people. Um, because to me, it looks like you, you could step it up a notch if you wanted to. I think that you're mm-hmm. very comfortable with, with what is going on for you right now. So whether or not you choose or want to step it up, well, that would be completely up to you. But if you did want to, the opportunity is definitely there for you. So you can just put your feelers out and you would have choices um, if you wanted to change. Okay. Yeah. And if I were to say, you know, better or worse, I'd say, you know, it is a bettering of circumstance in that it's an, a nice position, you know, there's a bit more pay, a bit more responsibility. But at the same time, on a personal level, you're like you have less freedom because it takes up more time. So it, it really yeah. depends on where you want to go with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's funny. I've gone over those same scenarios in my own mind. Do I want to give up some of my free time to take you know to take on a new role? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I, I know the dilemma well because like you know you can do it, but you know it's quite nice to read a book when you. <laughs> Or just dilly dally with the dog. <laughs> As you get a bit older, 
<laughs> yeah, but it's definitely a possibility should you so choose it, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the things that is worth considering as well is if you do want to go that way, you can always put it out there that you just want to do six months, you know, not a full-time, um, long-term thing because there are opportunities out there that have time limits on them. So that way for you, it's, you know, well, you know, it's, it's non-committal. You still get to try it out, see if you like that kind of time commitment. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said for comfort also, right? Sorry, go on. Before we move on to the next caller, so what, what I think the most important thing for you to do is to start, like I said before, start listing your victories. And when you go back to listen to what Kathy said and I said, and I want you to try to put yourself as a student counselor, as the actual counselor for yourself. And seeing these victories is going to help you redefine your goals. And when you redefine your goals as the modern person you are, you will see where the disappointment energy in you is, is what's limiting you. And, and you have to truly try to see what are the victories of your life, even when you're 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, because those make a gigantic difference in the process of you becoming you at the ever-present moment of the moment. Very cool. I will definitely uh, take a look at that. All right. Darlene, we have to move on to the next caller. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Our next caller is 612. Your name and where you're calling from? Hello? Hello. Hello? Your name, yep, your name and where you're calling from? Oh, wow. I can't believe it that I did go through. Oh, I'm so happy. Um, I am Javier, and I'm calling from Minnesota, uh, Maple Grove. Welcome, Javier, to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Well, first I want to say that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I I, I want to thank you very, very much for the 20, um, 20 videos that you had on the uh, Galactic Galactic Historian uh, uh, on YouTube. And I want to thank you very much because I listened to all 20 and, and did answer many, many of questions that I had. And I, well, I want to uh, just say that thank you for sharing that with with all of us, and actually, right now I'm very excited that I I've been waiting actually for a whole week just to to be uh, to be able to ask a few questions. I have four questions, uh, and I'll continue. Okay, um, just real quick, the the twenty yeah. episode the uh, twenty episodes. How long ago did you watch them? Um, I I believe um uh, half of it I listened. Does he have much influence with uh, shifting to higher consciousness? Yes, he does. Ooh, I, I, I kind of like the nature of this question. So, Thoth, 
is a being that is functioning on all four paradox timelines simultaneously. And it doesn't need to be one being on one timeline. It can be 200 in one timeline, 9,000 in another timeline, 28 million in another line timeline, and two in another timeline. And it can freely change parts of itself to any other timeline with the distinct purpose of its teachings acting as a standing wave frequency of no time. So any other being who is seven color experiencing in DNA skin suits on Earth in one of the four paradox timelines reaches a point where they now allow enough light in their body that they go from low third density to high third density. They will be attracted to the light teachings that are the standing wave throughout all frequencies of time. And there is where all time codes exist. And if a person with light who becomes learned allows more light into their body through martial arts, through esoteric practices, so on and so forth, they get access to what's known as the records of Thoth, which is a map of how he created doorways from one timeline to another. And you will be going through a scavenger hunt process to get this piece of information and this piece of information that puts together an algorithm that helps increase your basic knowingness of the functions of reality. Well, great, great, great to know that. I uh, <clears throat> I listen to many, and uh, I want to just share quickly is that uh, how actually I found you is through uh, Crying. And uh, he mentioned a lot about um, his... Um, um, uh, tapes about the uh, Akashi, and I never knew what it really meant until I searched for it, and that's how I found you. And uh, what you did is actually explain many, many, uh, uh, many things that I had, uh, you know, uh, that I didn't comprehend at that time. But anyway, I'm, uh, my next question is that um, for better sleep at night, laying down, which cardinal point direction you will recommend if I am if I either am I live in the north side um, in, in, in uh, Minnesota uh, the reason that I'm asking this is because uh, since I got really ill uh, sick actually um, I've been having um, a lot of those the, uh, nights that I, I get I, I wake up in an hour two hours and I am totally soaking wet Beautiful. Yes. No, 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 no. This is this is really incredible. I want to bring Kathy in here um, to okay. talk from the, the medical perspective, uh, uh, their, her, her psychic side, so that she can assist you because there is there's a huge teaching here, not just for you, but for many, many other people. Okay. Hi, Meg. Could you um, tell me, does this happen all the time or just occasionally? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. This actually happened um, about two years ago when I got very sick uh, uh, with a, what it caused was the um, uh, airborne gluten. Uh, my my gallery was next to, um, I probably won't mention the name of that uh, fast food, but uh, the, the gallery got uh, through holes of the uh, airborne gluten mm-hmm. and... Um, Right after I got really sick that it put me in bed for four months, uh, that's when all started for me mm-hmm. that I, yes, it shows about two years ago. Mm, okay. I ask you that question because um, when you talk about placement of anything in your environment, uh, such as bedroom in your bed, 
Um, every year it does change a little bit in terms of the positioning because, um, let's say, the, the way uh, Feng Shui and the environmental um, manipulation works is that every, every year it does change uh, in, a, let's say, a health position, a prosperity position, etc. So what you may experience one year may not necessarily be the same as the next year. Um, that's why I was asking how often did it happen. Um, can you just hold on? There's an ad coming up. We'll be back. Yes. And welcome back, everyone. Just to remind you, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H. We'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So go ahead and contact Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. Are they, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um... Because we can't really see exactly where your position is in the bedroom, I'm going to ask you just some basic questions and we'll look at a generic way to look at this and your bed. Um, where exactly is your bed in relation to the bedroom door? Uh, excuse me, can you repeat that question again? Okay, so in your bedroom, yeah. uh, do you have the doorway to go into the bedroom? Or is it a studio yeah. apartment? It is. Okay, so no, when you... Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, okay. I can tell you how, how it goes. It, it's because um, the bed right now, it's facing the uh, south. I changed that about a week ago. So the head of the, my bed is now facing south. So when, you, when I go into my room, it's on the left side, the bed, facing the south, the head of the bed, and then in, and on the, um, on the uh, uh, feet side of the bed is my, it's a big window um, that it comes from the east. Um, Sorry, the, the window is on the head of the bed or on the side? Uh, no, it's on the bottom of the bed. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So you walk in, the bed is on the left, the, yep. the, the bed head, where your pillows is, is sitting on the south. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you have uh, opposite your bed on the other wall? Um, nothing. No window? Oh, I got one small window that is right on the corner. Mm-hmm. Is this an ensuite? bedroom? Do you have the bathroom attached to it? Yes, I do. Where is the entry for the bathroom? Uh, where is entry in relation to your bed? Oh, yeah, that would be to the right, and there is uh, just a one room for the toilet, and then to the right is where the sink, two sinks are in the shower, and then going to the right, if I go to to the right, it's the closet. Okay. So, does this have a doorway into the bathroom, or is it open into your bedroom? 
Well, it is open, except the uh, toilet room has a door, and the closet has a door. Mm-hmm. And what about the mirror for the bathroom? Yes, um, there's a big mirror um, that when I go into the room, I can see the mirror on the right side. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I think um, without being able to see it more accurately, um, your first thing you will need to do is, at night especially, you need some way to cover the mirror. Is it possible to put a sheet or a towel over the mirror at night? I did. I put a curtain, a dark uh, uh, um, purple uh, curtains, and I, I don't know why I did it, but and I, I thought, and I said, maybe I need to close this area. So yes, I did. Now I have okay. a... a mm-hmm. Okay. And is it possible to have, like, a, you know, the only thing I could think of would be, like, a, a screen, you know, like a Chinese screen, the concertina screen that you could put up to separate your bedroom and the bathroom? So you could you know, make it look like a, you know, it's designed like that, but just to, because you don't have the wall, can you put something up there that would be agreeable to your visual? Yeah, I I can do that. Mm. Because, you know, the the two things, well, there's several things highlighted for me, but one is, of course, the bathroom mirror. Um, That, I think, will definitely disturb your sleep because um, it's never good to have mirrors in a bedroom because you know it's it's an open doorway let's call it um but on top of that it amplifies things so if you are feeling any negativity or you're bringing home negativity by accident it will just amplify it and you're a very very open kind of person so you're very susceptible to this kind of energy and amplification of it um i think it's great that you put the curtains up obviously instinctively somewhere inside you it already knew that something's going on um, for me, I would prefer it if you could have the mirror somewhere totally different, but I suspect you cannot do that. In which case, if you do need to move, uh, sorry, use a mirror, it would be better if you could use a mirror that's further away from where your bed is. At the moment, the space where your bed is, is okay for now. Um, <clears throat> but we would need to look at some serious calculations really to work this out more clearly. But let's let's just say for now, leave the bed there, put a screen up, make sure the mirror is covered up as much as possible. Um, I also think that there's a, a very low energy in your bedroom. So if you could put something bright in there, like um, in terms of color, um, you know, whatever color that you find acceptable to you that is bright and you know, represents happiness, you know, a lot of people like gold, a lot of people like red, you know, whatever it is for you that you can look at and think, I feel joyous, I would like you to put something like that in your bedroom as well. I think if you do these few... I did that. Oh, yeah? What did you put in? Well, I did put, I like to draw, so I do have the the, uh, Merkaba, and I also have the, um, um, another, uh, uh, another uh, symbols. Uh, that I painted, and um, I like colors, a lot of colors. So mm-hmm. I do have enough colors there. I have green. I know that I like the greens, mm-hmm. and but I do um, 
I changed. I have changed already for the last two weeks. Um, oh wow! It, it, it just that has helped me a lot, and I just wanted to know uh, that if if my because I am on the north side, if my head should when I lay laying down, if my head should be facing the north, because I read a little bit about the uh, um, Earth's magnetic uh, field, how it goes uh, north to south. Mm. So then I somehow I understood that maybe I need to move my bed and then cover the mirrors because that's when I decided that, oh, that mirror actually it is reflecting something that I don't like it. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. Well, yeah. definitely you instinctively have already made some changes, which is fantastic. Um, I think at the moment having your bed where it is is mm-hmm. absolutely probably the easiest solution. Um, when you get down into the later part of the year, you probably need to change the bed position again purely because in terms of environment, things change. But I'd say certainly for the next four to five months, that's a a good way to have gone. So I applaud you on your subconscious decision. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I certainly would like to see a bit more brightness as well. Um, What what kind of lighting do you have in your bedroom? I do have a... um uh, I do actually have a, a, a good lighting. I don't use any uh, fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a lamp that it has a beautiful orange red colors because I like the orange color a lot. Mm-hmm. And, good. And green. Mm-hmm. I do. And uh, I, li- I like a lot of colors. Um, I can't do much in the place because I am leasing. So I can only do is, uh, yeah. um, what yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. And somehow you mentioned something that about four to six months. Uh, uh, but what I'm planning is that I'm going to be moving out mm-hmm. um, from here to uh, another country. Mm. So it could be it could be that everything is. It's just a stop for now, right? It, it, Which country uh, are you moving pending. to? Yeah, I feel pending is probably what it is, and. Um, but anyway, um, uh, but uh, thank you for letting me know. You know what I needed to do. I think I already been doing that on my own. Um, mm. So it's good to know that. Yeah. Where, where, what uh, country are you expecting to move to? Well, I would like to share this uh, uh, with you is uh, quickly is that I, uh, I'm, I'm not here from the United States. I am from South America, and mm-hmm. um, and coming. Uh, I mean, this country it is a wonderful country but the system changed changed me so much that I that I turned it to be not a good I wasn't a, a good living soul actually I was just living I was living to survive and not to live the life mm-hmm. uh, after I got really sick that's when I awakened I switched the light on on me and mm-hmm. yes, uh, it's been a, a quite of a journey, and I liked it. I don't regret that it, not even second because it, it taught me so much about uh, how to live a life. Mm-hmm. Um, I the reason of my me moving is because I never felt home here. Mm-hmm. It could be many things, and I am uh, moving to Amsterdam. Uh, it's a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. And I already know which city or which uh, village that I want to live in. That is what I'm going to be doing in the end of July or August. Um, but in the meantime, I need to uh, pretty much a, 
become a whole. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm pronouncing the right whole. H W H O L whole. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, let me just give you a few thoughts to think about. When I look at your energy, to me, you know, Amsterdam does not really suit you. I think you, what you're looking for, you won't find it there. So if you go there or not, to me, from my point of view, it doesn't matter too much. But don't be um, surprised if you make another move because I would put you somewhere else, not so much there. But if you choose to go, it's, you know, not bad, not good. It's just a delay to where you're going to go. Um, I understand when I look at your energy how you feel that you haven't been able to settle um, so much the last few years. And to me, it looks like it, it's been a very difficult time for you, mainly because it's been hard to find good friends. You know, job is one thing, you know, finance is another. But for you, you haven't really gelled with anyone or, you know, any individual or a group. So for you, your, your background is you come from a very social kind of um, uh, lifestyle. So for you, it's it's been a bit, I don't want to say lonely, but it's been a bit harder so I understand why you do want to move because I think wherever you're located now, it's going to be very difficult for you to find that kind of life that you're looking for because it just isn't in, in the city that you're at at the moment. Um, so don't don't be too hard on yourself about that. It was more a location issue rather than uh, there is some weird reason why you can't gel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And another thing, to go back to you um, having this kind of really uh, strange feeling that you've had for a while, is I think that, you know, when you were much younger, I would suspect somewhere in your teens, I think you have um, inhaled some, like, I don't know, to me, it looks like heavy metal kind of stuff. Like, since your mid-teens, have you had like tired issues, your sore eyes, and you just don't have enough, as much energy as you think you should? Um, <clears throat> my, uh, actually, uh, teen, uh, teen uh, uh, times, um, it was uh, a bit of a hard um, uh, time for me. I moved here and lived with many families, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and Culture was uh, a big factor for me at that time. I didn't know. I just recently discovered that. And I never fit in pretty much. And nowhere that I did go, I had to pretty much pretend and never felt like home. Mm. And nowhere. Um, mm. Yes. So I... Um, I, so I do. I'm. I am actually now. Uh, I am very happy for what I went through, and because it taught me something. Listen, and so I see everything positive now. It's not as as angry as I used to be because uh, I see that anger just brings more. Um, well, destroys you pretty much, and I didn't want to go towards that way. So now I see that I needed to go through all that. For, for me to switch the light on me, and I love I love it. It's totally different of what I used to do, in but I like it. And you're right. I don't socialize much much as I used to because, for what I know now, uh, those friends don't they, they don't know. 
and mm. they don't understand how to why am I why I turn the light on on me. Mm. Yeah. So, are you ready to turn the light on to another level? Yes, I've been asking this for the last probably uh, couple months that I that I that I when I do my meditations I do say. Okay. Uh, are are you set in stone going to Amsterdam? Um, thanks for asking, uh, Andrew. Yes, I know. Um, I'm not at this moment. I'm not sure, and I have someone, someone there who is actually she moved there already, and she is actually from Europa, and and then we we actually learn so much that we don't that I can't move there for because her and and she can't I cannot move move over there because for her I need to do this for myself exactly so, so what I what I'm going to suggest for you is you look yeah. really really hard at at not going and then replacing the not going and whatever money you would have saved up for that and going and taking a healing class um, I think you need to have these skill sets as part of you in the now so that when you run into other scenarios, you'll be able to do some healing on yourself. Um, the whole conversation about your headboard that Kathy was on, she's spot on. You, you are, your intuition is already there. Now you have to train your intuition with some form of healing process whether it be Reiki, cranial sacral therapy. It's all about what scale and size at which you choose that you want to add more light to your life. Your meditations, your explorations, and the, the ceremonies that you're doing are doing good for you. The next level is for you to get trained. And then to understand you have a responsibility as an awakened being to upkeep the spiritual work that you're doing through educating yourself, through going out and having experiences, um, through talking with other people, um, breaking out of the shell that you have, the self-healing and self-nurturing that it takes to be an alive, awake being in the now. Okay. Okay. Healing. Yeah. You need to learn a healing skill. One of the reasons you feel like you don't have a home is because you didn't spend enough time um, on your mo in your mother's womb in a particular area um, for your soul to bind with. So you came out of the womb feeling that way. And that's part of your galactic history. And that's why you actually used Thoth as your first question. Uh, in a sense, you don't belong here. But in another sense, without you here, the rest of us wouldn't belong here either. Everyone is a signature frequency match here. Everyone is here for a reason, to call this place home during the rebirth and awakening of an entire race of beings acknowledging their ancient selves. That's why you're here, to acknowledge your ancient self, to realize home is everywhere in the universe if you should choose to work at that level. Home is where your heart is. Home is yeah. anywhere you need it to be. So you need to bond with the energies of Minnesota. For some reason, yes. you really haven't bonded with that area. And you are right. I, I haven't. I No, I haven't. I, I've been actually for the last uh, year. Um, the last summer was wonderful here because I got to really enjoy eating outside and 
being more connected with. Uh, I call it Pachamama, but it's Mother Earth. Yes. And, and, uh, but I've been more connected now and, than ever. I, I know I don't have uh, the funds that I used to, but I don't really need much anymore. And yes, you do. You can't sell yourself short. Yes, thank you. You do need more. This is why I'm saying you have to look at that higher education. That higher education okay. isn't college or a university. It is going and learning the hands-on healing skills so that wherever you go in the world, you are bringing your talents with you. You can make money in any country with those healing skills. You are ready. You have earned it. Well, thank you. Yes, many many of my... Uh uh, friends uh, that, that they understand and my family do say the same that I have uh, I have something that I knew as a kid that I that I can do um, very well um, I do meditate a lot in my next question I, I got, is, we, uh, got, we have to move on to the next caller oh, oh very well yes I, uh, thanks a lot you've been a fabulous caller and have been a great teacher for many other people out there thank you so much yeah, thanks for taking my call. Thank you, okay. bye. Okay. The next caller, 614, your name and where you're calling from? Uh, hi, how's it going? My name is Mark. Uh, it's great to speak to both of you. Are you both doing okay today? Yeah, we're doing great. And where are you yes, calling from? Oh, uh, Columbus, Ohio. Welcome from Columbus, Ohio. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Well, my wife, uh, she works for the military. We've actually spoken before, Andrew. I, I, I spoke to you last November. Uh, a private session, though any of it can be talked about out in the open. I don't really care. But uh, she's about to move us, and uh, <laughs> I've been um, trying to link up and, and do a lot of the things that you spoke about with people, and um, and uh, everything's been going really well. I'm just hoping that uh, this move that's coming up to the Army uh, to Savannah, Georgia, is uh, something that's supposed to kind of happen or a chance for me to take some of the healing I might have got from uh, Columbus, Ohio, and maybe bring it down to that location. Uh, I was just—I was just wondering. I, I figured I'd give it a try and, and see if you guys have any input. So you're going to move—is that right—to Georgia? Yes, she seems pretty determined. Oh, okay. Um, when I look at your energy, I do see that there is a move coming up. So. Um, it probably would be someone like that. I, I don't know enough about America. It looks it looks like the pictures I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a very positive move. I know there's some hesitancy because, you know, the culture is very different, the lifestyle is very different, um, and you have your own little niche at the moment where you are. But I think as a, for you and as a family unit, it's a great thing that's coming up for you. I think you should embrace it. Definitely. Um, you'll also find that everything happens Thank quite you. smoothly, which is um, like eerily good. Because <laughs> I think mm -hmm. a lot of things, you know, related to moving, etc., have not necessarily been that smooth for you in the past. So you can take it as a sign, like, wow, <laughs> it's meant to be. <laughs> um, but I think you'll find a lot of uh, lifetime friends there as well, which is what I really love about it. Um, you will just seem to gel with people. You won't know why. You won't be able to understand it because they're really not like you at all um, in terms of personality or interests. But you have a nice, good lot of 
eclectic friends that is coming up, which is going to be fantastic for you. I think for your wife, when I look at her and her move and her career prospects, this is a, a definitely a good thing for her. I think it's a lot of hard work, but once she gets things all very organized, um, it'll all be settled. But it, it'll take a little bit longer than normal for her to settle in. But once she is settled, it, it's much smoother and easier. You'll, you'll be able to spend more time together in the end, although at the beginning oh, it won't great. seem like it. Yeah. So just give her some time, you know, I'd say up to a year to settle in because it's she's just going to have so many demands on her time. It's just impossible for her to juggle. But once she's put in her, her system in place and the routine is down, you will find that this really works out for you as a family. It, it's going to be great. Awesome. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Um, what was the other question that you had? Well, uh, I keep myself very clean. Like, I, I, I eat raw food if I really eat very much at all. I can go, like, three to five days without really eating or drinking much water at all and be healthy and fine, play with my kids and do all the school and, and, and everything else that I do on the side and Qigong. And uh, I don't get to – I don't have any type of, like, every once in a while I have, like, a, a dream. And what I do is, like, really, like, feels monumental, but – like, I hear all the time people talk on the phone. I don't know if any other uh, listeners out there might be identify, but they have all these, like, visual dreams, and they fly around. They do all these incredible things. And, like, I meditate for several hours a day. I, like, I, I practice, uh, like, Qigong for hours. Um, I, I sit, I, I try and help people as much as I can and, and give them uh, whatever insight I can as well as just being in their company. Like, I don't have to really share anything, but, like, uh, yeah. I just, I wonder what, is there something going on in my uh, restful time that I'm not supposed to see or, or anything like that? Like, I wake up with no memory of anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> you're feeling ripped off, right? <laughs> well, it's just weird. It's like, maybe I'm not doing something right or, you know, I don't really need to see anything, but it's just weird. Everyone I talk to, just mm -hmm. about everybody, it's like, they can do all these have all this fun and go check all these things out and do remote viewing and mm -hmm, no matter mm -hmm. how I try and bust my butt on it, it's like no good. Mm -hmm. I'd say one of the things about this is that you actually do a lot of healing um, during your dream time um, and some of it is pretty heavy stuff um, and emotional kind of stuff. So I would say part of it is your own self, your subconscious self is partly protecting you from what you're processing because there's you know uh the music's coming up so can you just hold on and we'll catch you when we're back oh definitely thank you So welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us in the adventures through reality, in reality, behind, before reality. We're just everywhere. Mark, are you still there? Uh, yes. Okay. So we're talking about dreaming um, and your lack of recalling dreaming. Um, so one of the things that when I look at your energy, to me, it's like you are having a lot of stuff going on in your dream world when you're dreaming. But there is a lot of stuff that your body is processing and some of it is really 
not super pleasant because um, you work through a lot of stuff and it seems to me that there is quite a lot of, uh, let's call it trauma or drama that happened earlier on in your life, maybe even around the birthing process that your body keeps processing. Um, so it's not, not actually particularly nice to remember all the dreams that you are having. I think it's part of your body's own self-preservation, why you don't always recall all of the dream. well, most of your dreams. I have a couple of questions I want to ask that are related to that. Um, when you wake up in that twilight of fog, do you even have a grasp of a dream or nothing at all? Uh, most often I don't. Uh, sometimes I like feel like I'm, I'm looking in on something that's going on maybe in another time or place or like sometimes I'm like just brought in for a minute or two to deal with the situation it feels like. Like the, mm -hmm. the other day I was brought in front of like a community and uh, asked to explain myself and it mm -hmm. was me but it wasn't my situation and I was fumbling through trying to explain what was going on trying to grasp what the situation was. It wasn't anything that, like built its way up, explained itself. It was like almost like I was called in, like, "Hey, can you help me with this or fix this?" It was it was weird. But uh, so, other than that, not so much like you were facing a council to account for yourself. More like you were not an uh, advisor for some sort something. Uh, something. I, I obviously stepped into whatever situation I wanted, so it was me actually addressing people. But it, it wasn't you know any situation I understood really. I just had to grasp it real quick and then try and move through it. I looked at it as a lesson learned, but those are the only things that I kind of remember are, mm. are things like that. I don't really remember when I wake up out of a dream, it's not like I, I remember like anything, especially nothing cool like uh, everyone else seems to <laughs> bring up. <you> know? <laughs> no flying. Yeah, nothing <laughs> no really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, you're kind of put into the line of fire, like uh, fix this or find a solution or explain yourself and someone tells me what the situation is or somehow I, I grasp what the situation is and I try and explain myself. And it's usually I have to talk to people and tell them, hey, you know, I didn't mean to per, you know, perpetuate that um, view of somebody. Uh, like somebody was upset that I continued some sort of rumor about them and I was mm -hmm. brought before a community about the whole thing. To me, it seemed ridiculous because it doesn't make any sense in our day and age, you know, to be brought forward on something so petty in front of our community, so I figured it was something in the future or a different reality <laughs> or a different time. And I'm, I'm really school. bumbling around, stumbling, trying to explain myself, and, and, and uh, people are laughing at me, and some people are smiling, some people are mad still. Mm -hmm. But I just try and make my way through it and take it seriously, and then afterwards I'm taken out of there. I'm like, I just wake up and it's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that you know, the, the big reason why you don't remember things in your dream or you can't seem to recall it is there's a lot more going on than you realize. Um, but that, that part of it, I'll, let, I'll wait and let Andrew go further with that for you. Um, but certainly, don't feel like you've been ripped off. You are definitely out of your body for a lot of your dream time. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's going on, you just don't realize it right now. <laughs> Okay, well, that works for me. On the lurch. <laughs> um, but one of the things that for you, I would say, if you really want to start remembering dreams more, is you could put um, a piece of fluorite under your pillow. Uh, it's not necessarily a, a big dream crystal, but for you and the energy that I'm looking at now, that would probably make a, a bit of a difference for you. Like It's like a kickstart. 
Um, yeah, it's like, it's okay. like having your your starter replaced with better 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 spark plugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some platinum rated spark plugs there. All right, so I have I have a couple layers to add. So you you're practicing qigong, martial arts, you're doing meditations, and that's a lot of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And right, getting, and uh, pretty much raw getting, food. I don't eat any. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so all of that you need to redirect into your dreams. So when you're doing a qigong workout or you're doing a meditation, it has to be focused on you getting results from your dream world. One of the reasons you're not having any dream world is you are not literally applying the qi to it. Your dream world is very ephemeral, very temporal, and very difficult to remember because it's not been solidified into your body. So when your dreaming body is going through a creation process and you go to sleep each night, the I am presence leaves the left side and the right side of the brain. It stops, stops functioning in the sympathetic side and then allows the parasympathetic to take over and create sleep space, which then you go into sleep paralysis and all of your chi is stored in the body. And then your dream, your I am presence connects into your dreaming body, which is in your intestinal tract. And like driving a car, it leaves the body and goes out and does what it does. When it comes back, it has all of this excess information that is ephemeral, non-temporal, and it has no place to download into your body something that's such light energy because you have been practicing such dense energies. You are densifying yourself, and not in a bad way. You are practicing all of those skills to better yourself. You now have to let the light in from your dream worlds. This is where you should begin to create your own guided meditations where you create, you record your own voice so that during your meditations, you are guiding your dreaming body to create and your physical body to create a space inside your cellular memories for your dream space to have reality existence in which you can begin to touch with your mind. Okay, before you go to sleep. You need to give intentions that I am connecting to my dreaming body. I am sending the day's workout of energy to my dreaming body. I am funding my dreaming body with my density of discipline. So it may begin to train and etch out a space in reality so I may feel my dreams, touch my dreams, interact with my dreams, be awake in my dreams. Then that first 10 minutes in the morning... That is where the discipline master that has, that has created all of these frequencies within you. You must go into that meditative moment. Go into those moments of chi breathing in that first 10 minutes, that deep inner energy, and allow the dreaming body to naturally come into the garage door. Let the garage door close. Allow the information to be uploaded to your body and allow yourself even to drift back to sleep for a minute so that you can recontinue the dream. We've all had those experiences when we were young and we had to go to school and someone woke us up in a dream and we put our head right back down and we continued that dream. Mm-hmm. You have that right. You have that ability. But you must become disciplined in using it. So okay. you need to redirect yourself. And, you know, the fact that you go in three and five days without eating food, I'm going to say that you need to stop doing that to get your dreams okay. back. Your dreaming body is in your intestinal tract. It needs fuel also. You need to start creating your dreaming food, something that is you create with your own signature frequency of cooking, 
and then you do some form of qigong workout that is devised by the end you are putting that qi into that food so you can consume it so it provides qi energy directly to the dreaming body so the i am presence can enter it and go off into the dream world with the same ability to come back and upload it into your memories so you're a part of it okay that makes sense okay so any other questions that you want to ask uh just you had pretty much the same take on the move uh to georgia uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, yes. nothing yes. like, I didn't know whether or not I should stay with, I currently work in the information technology field, but I've taken, uh, Reiki and I'm a master, uh, uh, teacher, uh, I've reached that certification and I've been thinking about going over to healing, but I have a wife and two kids to take care of. I didn't know whether or not this is maybe well, now a you're chance talking to make about that start, move. You're, you're, now you're talking about starting a business okay. or working for somebody in that field. Well, we're working. You're always going to make more money by starting your own business than working with someone else. Okay. Unless, unless they're capable of, of, of sending 20 clients a week with you. If they don't have that booking system, you will make more on your own. Okay. Okay? 20 clients a week is a lot of people a week to be a healer. So it's 10 clients a week. I, I do remember our private session, and I, and I, and I want to reiterate something. Your business is your business. Your spiritual life is your spiritual life. You're at a point where your business and spiritual life are beginning to mix. You will transition out of IT, but you will also use all of those skills to make sure your business is very successful. It will be some time before you are done completely with IT because you do have a family and children to raise, and there is a reality of stability that must be provided. When it comes to the move, this move is all about, just like Kathy said, meeting brand new people who are going to open up whole new avenues of exploration for you. Awesome. All right. We have to move on to the next caller. The next caller is 330. Your name and where you're calling from? Oh, my God. I'm Carrie um, from Ohio. Hi, Carrie from Ohio. What kind of questions do you want to ask? Um, I want to know, I guess more than anything, like where I originated from and why am I in Ohio and where I should go next because I feel like I'm supposed to do something. I don't know what it is. Okay. So how did you find out about me? Oh, I've listened to every single one of your YouTube videos and, and stuff for just months. You're just my, yeah, you just blow my mind constantly. And, um, I've really learned a lot. And... Yeah, and I also wanted to find out, I know you, I mean, I'm like an hour from Cleveland, and I know you grew up there, and I was just wondering, I'm a real rock man, and um, into making organized, and um, I was just wondering if there's any places that you know that I might be able to go and look for rocks up there, too. Oh, there's plenty of places to go and look for rocks. So first <laughs> thing first, I'm going to look at your galactic history and what brought you here to this world. Let me, let me tune in here. So 81,000 years ago was your, your first representation of coming to this world. You came to this world as a vegan, V-E-G-A, Vega, from the, plant, the, the star system Vega. Um, they're very ephemeral type being, temporal type being with time travel, as well as mist physical ships and mystical ships also, which are 
uh, creations of celestial minds. Um, several se different planets will come into a celestial creation and create a celestial vessel in which the, the Vegans will take over. And then they will begin to seed Vegan concepts and life um, on different planets in a very positive way. Um, the Anunnaki did it in a very negative way by gene engineering, well, where the Vegans went from world to world to world and didn't represent themselves as God and brought teachings so that the natural order and cycle of the people could be honored and their traditions weren't lost. 81,000 years ago, you somehow made it here as a Vegan exploration vessel um, that made it past the time frequency uh, fence that was here. So it was something that was guided here by the planet to bring your your individual signature frequency of teachers along with the people that were on the celestial vessel which are about two and a half million beings um ooh. you went to puma punku hold on i have to filter some of this information here um, 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 um puma punku was this place where um tens of thousands of other species were allowed to pass through the time filter and put an imprint on the surface of the world for those individual human beings in the DNA skin suit experiencing severed color time that through their own sovereign free will left their cultural system and went on a path of pilgrimship to every cardinal point in the world as on a shamanic practice. Um, they would then have the final por portal that opened them up to the Bolivia highlands where they can then pilgrimage and a pilgrimage is a sacred journey in which they're doing no harm to any sentient kind, very often living off of no food because they don't need food. They have that much light in their body. And when they get there, they're able to meet their star brothers and sisters and have access to a tremendous collection of information about the species itself, the original progenitors who created our DNA skin suits 99 million something years ago. Um, now we're starting to push a little bit here you came here as a vegan on that vessel and began to meet human beings who had a soul shard of yourself in them from the ancient future. Um, from around 1954, 1953, um, there was a version of yourself living on this world post-World War II um, who had learned a tremendous amount of esoteric uh, expressions. Um, you were living in South Africa at the time. And you somehow connected yourself through the actual visiting of the Alto Plana in Bolivia by actually going to Pumapunku, connected yourself to your original version of yourself that came here. This presented a paradox for the original vegan that was you. Uh, and you decided, along with the rest of the crew who had similar experiences, to go back in time. And you went back 54 million years ago, where our world is now a seventh density world, and it's beginning the process of seeding other worlds with uh, DNA wisdom and DNA life. And when you came through the time field, um, something happened. Um, something that was half expected and yet not half expected, but your, your people had to make sure they understood what was going to go on. And this is where the Vegans began to understand they were involved into the Galactic Ascension Machine where 7th, uh, 8th, and ninth density beings from this universe and other universes were trying to clear up a series of time travel pollution scenarios that caused millions and millions of other worlds who had shared original DNA experiences with human beings as the progenitor species. Um, they were losing their experience because their DNA bodies no longer existed. The soul still existed. The planet still existed, but those that lived on the surface and created memories didn't exist. This was a great 
horrendous tragedy to the universe, and your your Vagan exploration, celestial exploration vessel blended with Earth kind and began um, using their DNA to try to set in motion those that were lost out of time to begin to manifest back in time. This is what directly tied the Vagan species um, into the entire timeline genocide process and what's allowed a series of six density beings from other universes who are closely attached to the celestial mind of Vega itself, and Vega itself is a feminine expression. Um, she brought in a group of other feminine celestial minds from other universes to begin the process of deep self-healing and nurturing of the Earth mind itself. And this is one of your particular positions this lifetime, is to hold space for the earth and begin to assist it through its process of menstruation, which is allowing more souls to be birthed into this world. And then those souls that are ready to go, that there are beings that guide them back into the astral world. Oh, wow. Oh. Mm -hmm. So what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm like earth mother type. I like to grow stuff. I like to, but I'm really independent. And I don't, you know, where, do you see me like something specific I should be, direction I should go? I kind of have been, you know. Well, growing crops is the most basic connection that you can have to the earth. And that's something that's going to be a regular part of your life. I think the next level of your life um, in exploring what the Earth Mother is, is to learn to do ceremonies that honor the Earth, that give energy to the Earth, um, for you to get maps of the Earth and begin to look at the areas and begin a geographical remote viewing of Germany, Italy, Kazakhstan. Um, if you don't have remote viewing skills, learn them, where you just look at a place and go, what happened there? What wounds can I begin to send healing energy to? And all mm -hmm. you have to do is visualize, you know, these rainbow clouds over that area that has negative energy. And that puts you on the first step to what's called grid working. Where you're not working on your local grid around you. You're working on the earth grid. And you're trying to add your love and light energy, your knowledge energy you know, you know something about planting. You know, in your mind, you can go to a mountain in the middle of nowhere where no human beings exist, and in your mind, plant seeds there that you know full well will take root because your mind will give them water, will give them love. You are then co-creating with the earth mind. So planting seeds through the remote viewing in a ceremonial expression, um, beginning to look at the buildup of energies around cities and ways that you can assist the energy to flow somewhere else, um, beginning to learn dowsing rods so that when you aren't working in the bigger scale of, your, of the world, you're working at the lower scale, allowing more energy that is around you to be guided to where you do your practice or where you live or the types of plants that you want to grow great knowing where the energy lines are around you, the ley lines, becoming a practiced person in self-discernment when dealing with ancestral beings that live on your land, learning a shamantic path that allows you to work in equal co-creation with the seen and the unseen world. Yeah, awesome. 
that's what I've, I've been, you know, these are all things I've been just studying, you know, and much as I've had time to just, mm-hmm. just passionate about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly yeah. what it, your, your other question is about rock hounding. Yeah. So I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about business and then eventually crystals. Uh, hi, Carrie. Hi. Mm-hmm. When you say rock handing, what does that mean for you? Um, well, I just realized, I mean, I'm, I'm like an a antique dealer and kind of a, you know, junk quarter, and I have many collections of many things, but, and, and I grow bonsai trees, and I have um, this rock collection now, there's crystals that I've just been pouring over books, and just, you know, gemstones is all I want to deal in anymore, and it's just been really fun and incorporating into the organite. And I realized, hey, I've been doing it since I was a kid. I mean, you know, in Minnesota, it's like, you know, Red River Valley, it's like, there's no rocks there. And, you know, I'm a little kid. Mom and Dad are going away from, where do you want us to bring you back from, from our trip? I mean, stop at the rock shop, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 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 rocks, you know. <laughs> so it was yeah. the first thing I collected, and I, you know, Hang on. now. Could you just hold on for a second? The ads are coming up, and we'll catch you when the show comes back again. Okay, sure. Thank you. Just to remind you all, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So go ahead and contact Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. Kara, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hi. Thank you for waiting. So to to summarize just a short thing, so you are a rock collector of all types, any everyday rock to gemstone to whatever comes out of the earth. You've been doing that since you were very young, including getting your folks to bring you back rocks from all over wherever they travel. Is that right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're just, are you wondering what you can do with this for future, like a business type of thing, or what is uh, your rock collection going to expand to? I mean, what is your focus there? Um, well, I had so many different ways I could go. I, I mean, I've been pretty much independently self-employed for 30 years, and um. I well, I lost my husband like in 2012, and um, and then my dad and my best friend killed himself. Mm-hmm. So I lost those three, my three favorite men, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning of or in the first half of 2012. All right. And uh, I'm having a hard time sort of moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally like, can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so well, I had a relationship after that, and and then I just had this my awakening sort of happened all at once. I just went crazy and broke up with him, and that was you know. And then by the time I wanted him back, he was already moved on, and I just can't let go. It's been years, and I just can't let go and let myself just be happy and find somebody else. 
and I just want to know if there's something I can do about that. <laughs> mm, okay. Wow. You've been through the ringer. I can see. Um, okay. Let me address the relationship part first. Um, when I look at your energy and the ties that you have to your ex, to me it looks like there is a lot of, um, in a way we could call it un- non uh, non-closure to put it simply um, there is a lot of stuff that you wish you had said but you didn't get a chance to say but truthfully you, you won't get an opportunity to say it again um, out loud to him so one of the things that I think you could consider doing is write it down write down every little thing that you want to say whether it's a big thing or a small thing and take your time with it take a couple of weeks with it and then when you've completed that and you're quite satisfied with the words that you wanted to say, and even if it's, um, I'm sorry, um, and I was confused, or I hated you then, or I miss you so much, I mean, whatever it is that you need to say, say it all. Mm-hmm. And then once you've finished doing that, and take your time with it, there's, there's no rush, then I'd like you to do one of the fire ceremonies and burn it. Speak it to the fire. I'm sure Andrew will expand upon this later. Um, but then you will find that when you've completed that kind of process, you'll be done with it. Until you can get that out, actually say the words, write them down, get that out into the world, you're always going to have this sense of unfinished business. And one of the big reasons that you miss him is not necessarily because it's him it's you miss what you had um and i know that is you know your mind is going no 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 you don't understand um in many senses only you will ever know how that feels but just let that sit with you for a little while and you will start to see that it's the relationship that you had with this person the um, the strengths, the warmth, the companionship, that's actually what you miss more than the actual person. And when I look at your energy, I will see, what is the word? I will, let me put it like this. When I look at your energy, there is someone else out there for you. It's The time is just not there yet. So just be patient. Don't think that that was your one and only chance of ever having that strong love or what you would call um, perfect love Um, there is something else coming up for you you just need to be patient you're not quite ready in terms of energy or let's call it that place yet but you will be soon enough and and this will happen in under three years so it's not far away at all I'm giving you a very big time frame because I can see by looking at your energy that if I give you a a date you will put it on your calendar <laughs> and I want you to think of it more in a general thing I don't want you to fixate on exactly when just know that it will happen in that time frame so there's no need to waste more energy or time or, or uh, consciousness thinking about it yeah right. yeah and I also look at the energy with you and your ex and say to you you know what you did the right thing don't live in regret, which you have been on and off. At that time, you couldn't give him what he needed, and he couldn't give you what you needed, and it just that's just the way it goes sometimes. But before you both changed, in the, the existence that you had, 
it was wonderful. But now you're morphing into something else and there's something more to come. So just know in your heart that that's going to be coming on. Okay? Okay. Um, and then going back to the um, rock thing, um, I forget that, rock hounding, is that what it's called? <laughs> um, to me it looks like you can do something with it if you wanted to look at a little business, um, just a side thing, because I think you would find it very difficult to part with your rocks. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> so if we're being realistic, you could do something small and, you know, even just... But do it online. Like, get get one of those off-the-shelf programs. Just do a little website and just choose your least favorite rocks that you're willing to let go of. Because you will find that you do have some success with it. But the reality is, you, you know... Um, you just can't part with them yet. So, uh, or possibly ever. <laughs> but it's a possibility if you want to do it. So you could start on a small scale and see how you feel about it. Succeeding mm -hmm. for you isn't going to be the issue. It's whether or not you can let it go or let these little, um, they're like family to you, you know. I don't even know what you call it, family members. <laughs> yeah. Blanky type things, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you wanted to do that, it certainly is a possibility. But then, you know, it's not without its own challenges emotionally for you. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk. I want to talk a little deeper about the healing that's going on. <clears throat> you lost some some people that were very close to you, and you know you're having a tough time moving on. Okay, so I want to do a, a, a little bit of a healing on you right now. I just want you to uh, repeat after me, and I'm going to give you some um, energy. I'm going to be sending some energy to you so that the portals are, are beginning to close off. So just repeat after me. I, in the ever-present moment. I, in the ever-present moment. Choose to acknowledge. Choose to acknowledge. The mourning and loss that I've gone through. The mourning and the loss I've gone through. It is time for me to let the light of joy and happiness in. It is time for me to let the light and the joy and happiness in. For all those that have left me during this time. For all those that have left me during this time. I engage my sovereign rights. I engage my sovereign rights. As a being born to Earth Mother. As a being born to Earth Mother. I summon the portal of transition to the other worlds. I summon the portals to the transition to the other world. I share it with all those I have lost this lifetime. I share it with all those that I have lost this lifetime. I act as a medium. I act as a medium. From Earth Mother. From Earth Mother. To all beings ready to pass over the Great Divide. To all beings ready to pass over the great divide. And begin the journey in a different form of light. And begin the journey in a different form of light. For those I hold close to my heart. For those I hold close to my heart. That I have lost, lost through trauma. I have lost through trauma. From my heart now. From my heart now. Beams a light. Beams of light. 
that connect to you. That connect to you. Who has committed suicide. Who has committed suicide. So that you can see your doorway. So that you can see your doorway. Out of purgatory. Out of purgatory. And return to the light. And return to the light. I act as the celestial medium. Act as the celestial medium. With the entire power of Earth Mother's heart. With the entire power of Earth Mother's heart. To pierce the veil. That pierces the veil. That takes away the vision. That takes away the vision. Of those who cannot see the light. Of those who cannot see the light. I transform my body. I transform my body. To act as the medium. To act as the medium. For all souls looking to pass over. For all souls looking to pass over. Or who are trapped in some other dimension. Who are trapped in some other dimension. You now have a way. They now have a way. To your astral home. Your astral home. Where soul family awaits you. Where soul family awaits you. Your grandmother from a million years ago. Your grandmother a million years ago. Your brother from a thousand years ago. Your brother from a thousand years ago. And your sister from a hundred years ago. And your sister from a hundred years ago. All of these faces you recognize. All of these spaces you recognize. It is time to leave the illusion. It is time to leave the illusion. And enter the astral worlds. And enter the astral worlds. So you may have your full life review. So you, you may have your full life review. And then make choices. And then make choices. Of how you want to heal your soul. Of how you want to heal your soul. With all of your other soul family members present. With all of your other soul family members present. You are not ever alone. You are not ever alone. And with this I seal the portals. And with this I seal the portals. So nothing can pull you back. So nothing can pull you back. Your journey is complete. Your journey is complete. And it is done. That is how, that is using the power of the earth and the power of wisdom and the power of knowledge to act in the sacred neutral to bring about healing for yourself and any other beings that were connected to you or anyone that was listening to the audience. You have this power within you every moment of every day. Take time to go into ceremonial life. Take time to connect to the ancestors. Take time to look at grid working. You have a great and powerful future ahead of you. I have a really nice bonfire pit. It's surrounded by pine trees that are getting really big. It's really nice. <laughs> Darlin, I must let you go and move on to our last caller. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much. And thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. All right. Our next caller is 907. Your name and where you're calling from? 
Hello. Hello. We're Damon. Where you're calling from? Um, my name is Dawn, and I'm calling from Alaska. Hi, Dawn from Alaska. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I can't believe I finally got through. I've been trying to get through forever. Well, you made it. <laughs> what kind of questions do you want to ask? You know, I have had questions every time I've tried to call in, and this time I didn't actually form any questions because I didn't think I'd get through again. <laughs> so um, I guess maybe I can start with I've um, recently started a business, and I'm just kind of stuck in which direction to go in. Um, there's been a bunch of circumstances that kind of delayed it, and now I'm wondering should I go more towards the research side should I go? Hold on. Let's bring Kathy in here. And she, she is, she is the, the consummate professional when it comes to business and and giving the special advice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Dawn. Okay. So (laughs) one option is go to the research side. What was the other option? Um, To continue to try and do workshops. What I'm trying to bridge the world of science and spirituality I've um, gotten a, a Certified Awakened Mind certification, which is using EEG biofeedback um, to look at elevated states of consciousness to see the brainwave patterns. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I gave a lecture, and I didn't get anyone to come <laughs> just last weekend. And so I'm just not sure if, um, you know, if I'm too much on the research side to put it into terms that people can understand, um, or if I, you know, I'm still having a problem kind of uh, keeping my own energy, like I really just kind of live in a little cabin in the woods surrounded by nature, which makes me happy. (laughs) Um, So I don't know, maybe you can tell me what you see with all this. Okay, well, when I look at your energy and uh, businesses opening up, I think the first thing you have to face or challenge yourself with is you need to dummy stuff down a bit um the market that you're aiming at it's what you're talking about is too the words are too sophisticated quite difficult for the average person to comprehend as a topic let alone the terminology that you use think of it like you were going to talk to or teach five-year-olds that's how you have to kind of adjust yourself if you can achieve that, which I think you can, and you get someone who knows a little bit more about simple marketing um, and, you know, like keywords to throw in, that, uh, like awakening kind of marketing words, then I think you will find that you have a lot more success than you have experienced. Um, it's, it, I know when you look at the topic that you're doing, you're thinking it's very difficult to dummy it down, but... If you can't dummy it down, your target market, that pool of potential buyers, let's call it, is very, very limited. And then it becomes a location geographical issue. So considering where you are and what you want out of this, I would say go for it like that. Because if you can achieve those things, um, which if I were to give you a gauge, if you started, you know, this week starting to redo simplifying it then it would probably take you about four or five months to redo the way that you want to present it and what you're currently doing now let's call it the syllabus that is what 
you need to consider is for the more advanced kind of people as opposed to the beginners. And you need the beginners to come so that they will learn and then develop into the advanced um, customers. Do you see what I mean? Uh-huh, yep. Um, don't be disheartened by what's happened because it's not that the topic is boring or no good. It's just your your market, your target market isn't as advanced as you think it is. You know, um, yeah, so just think of kindergarten and aim for that. But it will take okay. some working. Don't be disheartened if it takes you longer than you think. Okay. But great, that's great advice because that's, you know, where I'm getting to. I was trying to wonder, like, should I even get a new target market? Should I go to the scientists, you know, who are way more advanced than me in terms of, like, phys- the people teaching physics, you know, and try to find anyone that has any kind of spiritual connection in mm-hmm. that um, genre, or is that just too small of a market? I think that's too specific a market. I mean, go for the low-hanging fruit, you know, because that's where you can have uh, a big impact on people. And once people understand your concepts, there is a lot of interest. It's just that it's just too technical for them. Um, even though to you it's not that technical, for the average Joe it is a little bit technical. Um, and if we talk about on a finance side, you'd rather go for a bigger pool than a small tank. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kathy. Great advice. Uh, you're welcome. And to look at the research side that you talked about as being an option, to me, I look at that, and that's part of it, and I don't see that that having a lot of financial gain for you. So if you were to go that route, I would say you'd only go that route for your own interest rather than get anything out of it, although that sounds bad when I say it out loud, but in terms of career uh, financial gain. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and when and well, can I just get one more clarification? You mentioned you know the marketing. Um, are you saying I should find someone to help me with the marketing because that is not my strong point? And um, is, I'm not sure exactly. Could you tell me what you said on that with the marketing? Yes, um, I meant get someone to help you. Like let's say for this topic that you're doing. In fact, social media would be a very good way to go. Um, so anything on internet, let's call it. But to write the spiel of marketing to capture interest takes um, a bit more of a, you know, uh, a finger on the pulse kind of person that, that knows a bit about marketing. So I would look for someone who doesn't have to be a big marketing firm. It could even be someone in high school that does a lot of stuff like blogging, you know, but someone who has some experience with putting out messages and that can give you some guidance on some key marketing words. I mean, for you, this is a a very pure work and you would think, oh, I can't possibly put in all those words because it's too hardcore. I mean, you know, (laughs) but you need someone that's going to help you insert words or phrases in there that uh, is a bit hardcore for you because you won't be able to come up with those phrases yourself. Yeah, and I think I mean that's spot on when you say that because I know you know I look and think, uh, you know, I I don't want to. I have this almost like a moral issue with um, manipulating other people with my words. I always want them to come to their own decisions and conclusions. 
And beautiful, so I think beautiful. That's Hold on, let, let me let me pop in here real quick. You you just said something. We only got a couple minutes before it goes on. You need to transition from doing your stuff and from a from a live audience to no audience at all. And this is probably going to be a gigantic challenge for you because you do feed off of the audience. If you can discipline yourself to begin to, to record yourself with one video camera and a decent looking background where you're your own your own person, you will be far better at teaching courses that people can go to in the bigger marketing concepts. <clears throat> so when Kathy was telling about the marketer and the person to come in there and do the right thing, it's so you have everything on the checklist that makes sure your product is going to go to market and has the common 100 things that are supposed to be there because there is a, a stuff that if you make it really screws up who orders it. Okay. Okay. Focus on a non, a no, no audience so that you can begin to get into the full flow of the material you're trying to present. And when dumbing it down, you do have to dumb it down to the lowest common denominator. When I put together products or I'm doing, you know, galactic history stuff, I have it all in my head. You have it all in your head. But for people to understand it, there does need to be some form of body linguistics. This is where transitioning into video will assist at your high concepts being understood at the body level from people who are intelligent, practiced, and studied and are triggered by your marketing words to either watch the free video or to get into uh, a paid scenario. That is where your marketer will help you transition by having all of those words in place, by all of those things that people expect in a product in place so that when they want to go buy it, the price range that you put and the material you're giving them gives everything that they're expecting, even though if they don't know they're expecting all these things. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Thank, thank you so much, Andrew and Kathy. I know we don't have much time, and uh, I just am so excited that I actually got through today, and um, hopefully I'll be able to get through some other time, too. So I got a question for you before the the the, the music comes up. What is it that you, you really want to do with this presentation? Who do you want to connect to? Mm, I guess I am kind of looking to connect to people that are already at a higher level. Um, I, I have a hard time sometimes holding my energy with people at a lower level. Um, my, like, I, I, I guess maybe it's because maybe you can tell me is it because I'm not grounded enough. You know, I need to always be around nature. I can like see everyone's issues up front, which I know I, it's, um, that's it's being an so empath. Hard. That's being an empath who doesn't have full control over their emotional skill sets. And does that you mean need, I need more grounding? No, no, no. It means you need more reality time where you start dosing yourself out in public and putting up the self-created shields that allow you to function there and not get overloaded. It is a power of the mind to do that. Okay. All right, so darling, that is our music. We must end the call. Thank you so much for calling and hope again to talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back next Monday, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>